0: All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. No matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this and welcome to the podcast that is on this uh, triple B tonight. It's got brains. It's got bars and it is black. I'm black y'all. And I'm black y'all. It's another episode of it's a black and white thing. I am your host a one. You can check out every episode of the podcast by going to your podcast app of choice, um, searching at brains and bars, you can also find most episodes of the podcast on YouTube by searching Brains and Bars. And please remember when you go to, whether the audio or the visual of the platform, you can um, like, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, and please share. Um, we wanna welcome to those of you who will be with us live as we go through this sports uh, episode tonight. Um, as I got a couple of rules, when you come into the house, I need you to speak, say what's up. You can say where you're from, um, please like, and share the broadcast. So those are the rules when you step into our house tonight. So as you can see, I'm not doing this episode by myself. I have Angela Roulette in the building tonight. Angela, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: Doing good, cannot complain. Happy, thank you for being on. Um, this is something that I've been trying to set up. So when I started when I started, started this podcast, me and A-Ward did, um, the first episode i did by myself and i talked about my influences um being dan patrick um bomani jones um dan Lebertar. shout out to clock radio speakers shout out to doc and armand clock radio speakers was one of uh the influences but dan Lebertar was one because dan Lebertar um he asked he was one he's funny he asked very um questions that try to get into your emotional psyche but also because his network is the dan lebitard network is a really vast family that is not just about him it's about his father it's about i mean bomani was a part of that um stu gotts and all this this huge network and so i wanted this show to be a little bit of the same thing and so welcome thank you black and white podcast family hopefully this will not be the last time so definitely glad to have you um so for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Thank you. For those who are regulars, um, we start each and every episode by going over what I learned for the week. I um, mean, I learned a couple of things for the week, and so, you know, normally, first of all, before I continue, I am award.com for all things, award-related, everything everythingloso.com for everything loso, related, shout out to the homies in that absence. Now, what I learned this week, so normally, Ward, you know, he, obviously being from Tennessee, uh volunteer fan he is the one who vents about the state of his team right he's the one who's always talking about Ah, My team is this. My team is that. And so I don't normally do that, although I did it in the Super Bowl after the Chiefs beat the 49ers. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm hardly home, but I'm always repping. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I get down. But um, the thing I learned this week, I'm a Carolina, I'm a North Carolina basketball fan for college. OK, OK. So we, OK. we here,
1: here. OK. OK. That's what's up. Tar Heel Nation stand up. OK. OK. okay. Yeah. Yeah redeemable redeemable okay
0: i got you okay (laughs) so so you know i've been watching them this year a really young team um really got some really talented guys but the first thing i learned this week is that this team needs needs a true point guard badly i I, I much love love rj davis much love (laughs) these young men are sorry about that <laughs> these young men are um are league they're 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 scoring guards they're not a true pg they're not a lead guard that can set up the offense in, in, in one in like a kendall marshall or Cota, um or even like a ty lawson or um ray felton who, those guys they could get their points but they knew how to get it within the flow of the offense rj and caleb especially caleb is more aggressive and North Carolina is the team that could make it to the Sweet 16 this year, they could get blown out by Wisconsin. You just never know because they've been so up and down and so. Roy, somebody get this podcast in Roy's hands, please go find, please go get a, a true point guard for next year. Because if y'all get a true point guard, you'll find a Final four team with that young talent. You know what I'm saying? And so that's one of the first things I've learned this week is that Roy needs to buy him a true point guard. Um, this is the second thing I learned this week, I need, listen, speaking of getting this podcast in people's hands, Mayor Lucas,
1: Governor Barson,
0: please hear me open up these vaccine tears because your boy needs to shot. It is clear that people are about to live a best life this spring and summer. My brother, who's in the army, he's moving a little bit further away from us. He's about two hours away, he's moving a little bit further out. He wanted to have dinner with us, you know, just to kind of celebrate. Him going away, you know, for however long he's going to be where he's going to be stationed. We went out to a restaurant, jump, bust, bust. I'm talking about packed wall to wall, and I'm looking around like, man, listen, I haven't, I haven't gotten out much during the pandemic i think in a year i've probably been to the rest to a restaurant maybe six times in a year which is not how i normally kick it i need to get this shot not because i'm gonna be out here living my best life like that but when i am out about i not vaccines don't prevent over 100. percent i understand all that but it ups, it increases your chances of you not getting. it so that's all i'm saying governor parson mayor lucas hey open up these tiers so your boy can get the shot that's all i'm saying Um, That's what I learned this week Y'all can hit us up by going to uh, Facebook, IG, Twitter At Brains and Bars and letting us know What you learned for the week So normally this part of the show Is turned over to Abor For what he's looking forward to Um, But since he's not here Angela what are you looking forward to This week
1: Um, Sports wise what I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to free agency of really? <laughs> the nfl um i normally would be looking forward to the tournament this time of year but to be perfectly honest with you as all things have been 2020 going into 2021 the sports calendar has been quite weird True. and True. you know it's kind of hard for me as a sports fan to kind of get up and really excited about oops. Because of the way things have been, everything's gonna be in Indianapolis. And also the blue bloods, the normal suspects are not really there. So it's like, you know, as a North Carolina fan, you understand this, even though yep. part of me is very happy that Duke has been absolutely ridiculously bad this year.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. But
1: there is something to be said that you kind of need dark Vader. You need the dark, you need the dark side. <laughs> You need the dark, you need the dark force to kind of be there so that way the Jedi can uprise and all that stuff. You get you get the Star <laughs> Wars. Yeah, right?
0: yep, yep, yep. But, I'm following it.
1: But basically, it just feels very off. Um, with that being said, though, I am looking forward to seeing if Gonzaga can run the table. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing if the resurgence of University of Michigan, who is also who's my second favorite team, because I grew up being a Fab Five fan.
0: Okay, yeah, respect, respect.
1: Shout out, shout out to Jawan Howard and what he's yep. done. Um, so I'm just looking forward to seeing how this tournament's going to turn out in this uh, in these COVID times. Um, but those are the two things I'm really looking forward to. It's uh, NFL free agency, how that's going to look, who's picking up who, and then, of course, the tournament.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yep, definitely, definitely. Y'all can hit us up. Let us know what y'all think. What are y'all looking for? looking forward to this week as well? Um, the tournament, uh, it's kind of crazy. Like, I'll say this because we're going to talk about the tournament, but I'll just say this up front. And if you would have told like 10 or 11 year old me who used to get out notebook paper and make his brackets for the selection show and then try to hurry up because we ain't had no pause and rewind back in the day, you had to be on the money abbreviation, you know, your shorthand game had to be strong, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, if you would have told 10 year old me that. Hey, in about 20 or so years, like you may not be as excited about the tournament as you used to be. Like, I'd be like, get out of here. You lying. That's not going to happen. So I- I'm kind of on par with you with that.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So we got an action packed show for you tonight. Um, and so we want to jump into. So I don't know if this is going to be a new segment, but th- we did this last week. I'm going to bring it back again. I'm just gonna call it kind of like a pregame right so it's just it's not on the list of main topics but just some just some things that i saw pop up that i wanted to get feedback on and see what you had to say so um shout out to uh shout out to jay-z you know what i'm saying i was on my way to work on my way to work this morning um you know i turn on i know i listen to podcasts but i've been listening to music lately listen to my music library start it on shuffle and see what happens and so you know um last week Um, I think it was like a Kanye record that came on, a One K Few record that came on. As I'm walking into work, and like just the 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 vibe of the record, the beat, I was just feeling like just like I felt like I was making my entrance into the ring, you know, like it was WWE or making my way up to bat, you know what I'm saying? And so this morning, on my way into work, Jay Z's um, Brush Your Shoulders, Dirt Off Your Shoulders came on. You know what I'm saying? And so like I'm you know know, walking in, I got my swaggers a little bit, you know. So with that being said, if you had to choose a record that would be like kind of like your entrance music or like your if you're coming up to play your walk-up music, what would what, what would that song be?
1: That's you know it's funny enough, it's real easy, but you know, I'm kind of a deep cut person. Um okay. it's not somebody that you would expect. Um, it is actually, I don't know if you're familiar, but before Anderson Pac. Decided he wanted to link up with Bruno Mars. He linked up with actually a DJ named a producer named Knowledge and they created a group called No Worries.
0: I am and, familiar with No Worries, yep.
1: And so my my walk-up song and my like my walk down the street feeling like you know I'm about to enter the ring is I'm living. Mm, that song, right. if you're not familiar, get familiar. It's called I'm Living and it's by No Worries NX Worries. And it is by far like the most like triumphant the the horns all the beat everything you feel like you walking in about to just like like completely conquer the world it's everything so i would say that one um you know and if i'm feeling a little ratchet
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay okay
1: if i'm feeling a little ratchet it might just be um i know this is so typical write me down
0: (laughs) Hey, ain't nothing, ain't
1: nothing wrong with that. You know, you know, this might be write me down, or like, you know, it's like, you know, basically, I have a couple of things that I'm always got my headphones in. So you know? yeah. So basically I think that I'm living is definitely number one though, for sure. Okay.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. So y'all let us. If you had to have a walk-up song, y'all could jump in the comments and tell us if you had to have a walk-up song or like an entrance theme song, what would that song be? Like it's I'm trying to think, like definitely that Jay-Z record. Um I mean, I'm a Drake guy, so I could probably pull, you know, just depending on what kind of attitude and mood I want to be in, you know, you could throw on, ah, I can't think, of, oh gosh, worse behavior. Did you just know. say you're
1: a Drake fan?
0: I am a Drake fan. I am a Drake fan.
1: That's unfortunate. Ah. <laughs> if, there's, like, if there's anything that you must know about me is that I am a, 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 I am the president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer of the I don't like Aubrey Graham <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, I, we don't do, we, we don't believe you. You need more people. Hey, not n- no Drake records. There may be a couple, but very okay. few. I, I think that Drake is a little too emo for me. I
0: can. Date. Um,
1: you know, I like my hip hop a little bit more Griselda than Cutty. Not I, a know, title,
0: but, but a Rock and Griselda.
1: But you know, what I'm saying, like, I just I grew up in an era where it was like, you know, and Drake is really not that. I can dig and, it. Um, that's just not my that's a, that's not my bag, and you know, and not to mention the fact he's uh, he's the king of the um, of the F boy anthems, <laughs> 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 and clearly my female my female status will not allow me to entertain any of that. It I can't. I, I can't entertain
0: it. I can't. Respect. Respect. I can. I can dig it. I can <laughs> dig it. All right. So I got one more question, kind of for the pregame. So um, shout out to the homie Tavita. Tavita. I call him like the shadow producer. We DM and exchange notes about sports, and I sometimes I see him post some stuff. And so he posted a status about what was the basket college basketball player that you just knew was gonna blow once he got to the league but it didn't happen um like for me that player was Royce White uh he played at Iowa State um he might have been a Big 12 player of the year really good Iowa State team um and when he got to the league like I know he had some issues with anxiety and mental illness because like he didn't like to fly so he, he and the Houston Rockets had some back and forth about his, um, how to get him from game to game, and then there was also some mental illness, um, issues. I actually saw him, uh, Frontline PBS Frontline did a documentary about the election, I believe it was about voting, and ele- or no, it was during the summer of unrest and the George Floyd's riots, and I think voting might have been wrapped up in that too. And he was working with, um, a group on the ground in Minneapolis, uh, for protesting. And so he looked like he was healthy, like he was in a good place. And so I am happy to see that for him. But he was a guy like, I feel like if you want to talk about, um, dang, I'm trying to think what guy could pair him to in terms of his, I want to say Draymond was a better offensive game because of his ability to create um, as a, be a playmaker on the offensive end and get his own shot. Like I thought he could have been a really good talent. So that was the guy for me that I just, I thought he was going to be a big star and it just didn't pan out for him. You got right.
1: Um, I have to think about it because like for me, I guess um, for different reasons, obviously, um, because of injury, obviously, um, you know, as much as I cannot stand Duke, I was a Grand Hill fan. I was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then for me, I felt like, you know, we were coming out of that era of who's going to be the next Michael Jordan. And I hate I hate that because it's just kind of like. <sighs> you know so for me like i felt grant hill if he had not gotten injured so much he could have really been like that guy he could have been but i mean unfortunately he got injured so much that it just became you know i mean it's an old school joint but that would be basically for me that's what i feel like but there's so many now that i'm like i can't tell you who's yeah We'll get into it. I got, I got opinions. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Y'all can let us know what y'all think. Shout out to the homie to the leader. Yeah. Yeah. Grant Hill was definitely one of those. He was one, he could have been one of them ones. Yeah. Um, and even before like those three or four years before his, I think it was the foot and the ankle stuff. Like he was a yeah. bad, yeah, he was a bad boy. But speaking yeah. of the NBA, let's transition. Mm. Um, NBA started up the second half after the all-star break this year. Um, fun all-star game, although Team LeBron was just, it was a stacked roster. It was nothing they could do. Uh, with t- Team KD couldn't do anything about what they had put together whatever, but um, I saw an article, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, it was from ESPN. I believe it's Kevin Pelton was the author. It's called Are Three Pointers Ruining or or I guess that's, that's how my take on it, are three-pointers ruining the NBA? Um, three-pointers are being shot at an all-time clip, at an all-time high. Um, I think I think they said of 45 of the last 61 like most three-point attempts in the game have happened like in the last couple of years in terms of attempts per game and so i just want to get your thoughts on what do you think do you think that this three-point revolution is destroying the nba yes (laughs) oh okay okay
1: um and here's why i say this i mean i understand the analytics that obviously you know three is three is more than two i get that however in terms of the flow of the game, one thing I would say is that as much as Steph Curry and Damian Lillard and people like that who are just like three-point, you know, they are automatic, right? Yeah, yep. I do have an issue with like the four or the five taking a three as much as the one or the two. That's an issue for me because yep. it's just like, look, make the proper basketball play. I know a lot of people did. A lot of people want to dog on LeBron about you know a lot of different things because he's LeBron. But one thing I can definitely say is LeBron's basketball IQ is the best, one of the best I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because he makes the proper basketball play. If you are literally playing a defense where literally you are isolated on your own and you can drive the lane and make contact, you do that. Don't jack up a three. And there's a 50-50 shot that you're not gonna make it. Go for the, go, the path of least resistance is there. At least you get to put on the line or you make it and won. That's all I'm saying. So it's just like, for me, I feel like there's too many threes being jacked up and, it, and the way I see it at the worst it's at is at the college level. So then they translate to the NBA level. And it's just kind of like I see a lot of games where games could have been won, or games could have the outcome could have been changed if someone had just went ahead and took it to the hole, as opposed to just throwing up a three. So yes, I will say that it is ruining the game slightly.
0: <laughs> oh man, um, that's tough. Uh, so for me, I think I don't think it's ruining the game. I do think that there has to be some level of. It, it has to be curved a little bit. I do think it is going too far where you're seeing, like, the Houston Rockets missing 27 in a row, right? There's not enough of getting – of trying to work – I mean, granted, you the big man is dead, right? The big man has basically been taken out of the game. Jokic is a throwback. Embiid is a throwback. But even those guys are not working exclusively from the paint. They're working out the top of the key. They're working mid post. Um, free throw line extended, and so I, I again, I don't think it's ruining the game, I think it makes it exciting. I think it makes it make to it allows more flow because you have more players moving around, unless you start to devolve into like a, a pick and roll two on two type game. But I think it does allow for more action, it allows for more lanes to the basket. And I think you're right, that's the thing that I don't think teams take enough advantage of the fact that you can have a five out offense or a four out with the big man you know, in the post and you open up the lane, I don't think teams are taking enough advantage of that. And and like you said, everybody can't shoot. I know people like to credit Steph Curry as kind of being like the leader of this. And the one thing I'm tired of hearing people say is that, well, kids think they can be Steph Curry. And I'm just like, is that kind of one of those things that like where they tell you when you're a kid, well, you can be president one day. Well, no, no, no,
1: no, no, It's not for everybody.
0: Yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah, like Steph Curry, one, has the genes right mm-hmm. he's got the genes to be one of the best shooters of all time and then he puts once you marry the genes with the work ethic like i think i can shoot and i have famously been roasted because <laughs> i for i did not say that i could beat ray allen i said that on any given night anything could happen that was what i said and that got twisted into oh you see, you think you can beat ray allen in the three-point shooting contest
1: That that's a rather hot take sir
0: I mean, I just – I'm confident in my abilities. i
1: You got to be, but that's and, a hot take as hell. That's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> that's a super hot
0: take. And as <laughs> as a shooter, you got to be confident. You have to be confident because you have to believe that the next shot is going in. And most of these young boys, most of these young kids in middle school and high school are jacking up these 30-footers, and I'm like, fam, y'all not Dame. Like, you, you not Steph. So I do think that that's hurt the game, but I – I don't think it's ruining the game. So uh, let me ask you this, because I know they have talked about. Well, what if we made if we made it instead of making it a three point shot? Because you mentioned analytics.
1: Mm-hmm. If you
0: made it, if you made it a two and a half point shot, right? Yeah. Would that and disin- Would that disincentivize? And I don't know if that's a word. So forgive me if I just made it up on the spot. Would that <laughs> Would that be something that would make teams not want to take as many three point shots? So would you do something like that?
1: no i wouldn't um i don't want to change the game in terms of the way that it's been in terms of point values and things of that nature because i've even heard rumors about them talking about making a four point shot from the half court line and i'm like no 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 this is not we're not we're not doing this i want to keep the game the way it is i just think in terms of scheme and in terms of flow of the game i think that it's a coaching thing I think that we could probably coach to take the to make better choices in terms of what shot selections we take. Right now I think shot selection is the issue. It's literally that's mm-hmm. option, like literally picking the three-point shot is option number one. And it shouldn't be option number one for everyone. Like that's the problem that I have. So it's just like if they found a way to do that, but you know, the old school in me is like, yo, drive the lane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm just like, look, I grew up watching Bulls Knicks. So, for me, you know, I'm kind of like, I miss the idea of the game playing, being played, being played inside out. I prefer that, but, you know, this is where we are. And, you know, thank Michael and Dan Tony for that, uh, bringing in the Euro game. Thanks, sir. But, uh, <laughs> You know, we are where we are. But, I mean, as far as the shot selection, if we coach better selections and better basketball decisions, from the AAU level up, I think it kind of it'll eventually the pendulum will swing back toward the middle and I think we'll be better. But right now, everybody jacking up threes. Yep. Everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I want to shout out to you for mentioning Dan Tony because the thing that really irks my nerve is that people credit Steph for the three point revolution. I'm like, we were already there. Steph kind of took it into another stratosphere and the Warriors, him and Clay, took it to another stratosphere because of how efficient they were at making them. but. Tony and his seven seconds or less offense. And he was the one who really took it to the next level. So I appreciate, li- please, please listen to Angela. Please I mean, listen they, to Angela.
1: Here's the deal. Let's be honest. Steve Kerr got that team. He inherited that team, let's just be real. They were already there. The yep. talent was there and it commanded that they could do that. Tell me how many rings Mike D'Antoni has won with that offense. I'll wait.
0: <laughs> I mean, true, true. Although, you know, shout out to Robert Ori. I still think had he not hip checked Nash, you know what I'm saying, and Amari and them stay on the bench, I think they beat the Spurs in six, and they probably won the chip.
1: Well, the world will never know now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I feel like he just snake bitten. He's just, I mean, if CP3 doesn't get hurt, I fully believe that they beat the Warriors in 20. Was that 17? Right. I think Mm -hmm. they beat the Warriors in seven. Like, just snake, just snake bit. Just snake bit.
1: Yeah, we'll see. But I'm just saying, like, the way I look at it is just like, bruh, there are some things, there's some like things you have to kind of like learn how to like maybe give a little. I think Mike Mm -hmm. Dantoni's problem is that he doesn't give. He literally is trying to establish his game his game plan and his scheme when he may not even have the dogs to run. That mm. he might even have, he may not even have the horses to run it. It's like look at your team and figure out what works. That's my problem. So just he's a little stubborn that way. So that's why I feel like that's why he has zero.
0: Well, speaking of Mike D'Antoni, uh, we're going to take a trip out west to one of his former teams, the team we just spoke of, the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns have started off the second half, or they went into uh, the break and then came out of it. Um, on a hot streak, and they are now number two in the West. Um, So in previous shows, I've lightly, I've lightly slandered the Utah Jazz because I just figured, okay, this is like the 2015 Atlanta Hawks, right? Nice story. Utah gets
1: no love at all. <laughs> I mean,
0: Listen, if if you have a healthy Bron and AD, I mean, what are we talking about? Like, it's, there's really nothing to talk about. Like, again, it's a nice story. Donovan Mitchell playing at a near, not quite MVP level, but playing really, really good. You know, Rudy Gobert, who for some reason he's like on that list of of top five, like most slandered players, and he don't really do nothing wrong. It's just like somebody dunks on Rudy Gobert. All oh, that seven foot French for nothing. You ain't go eat a go eat a croissant, man. Like I don't know why they be on do head like that. They just be hating. But, you know, it's a nice story. We'll see what happens. Like, you have to prove it. Um, yeah. so I feel like the Suns might be in that. Now, granted, I like the Suns. They have a really good makeup. I'm a CP3 guy. Michael – or is it Mikael Bridges? Michael Bridges guy. Um, Obviously, Cam Johnson from Carolina. Like, they got some nice pieces. Aiden. But do you see this as a team that could potentially – that's going to have to be either a Lakers or a Clippers? And I guess my question to you is, is that the – Do they have the team as constructed right now that can make that? Can we get a Utah Phoenix uh, Western Conference Finals with David Stern or David Stern, not David Stern, but Adam Silver would be like, no, please, God, no.
1: Honestly, no. Um, (laughs) to to, to To put it plainly, I mean, it would take it would have to take some things happening and some balls bouncing their way. Um I think that they are a team that's maybe I think Phoenix to be honest with you is probably about a year or two away from competing at that level to challenge. The only thing I think the better draw for them would be the Clippers, Mm. personally, just because I feel like if they if you got the Lakers at full strength with 80 and LeBron, you got no shot. Zero shot. Now, if you got the Clippers, I hate to say it, but you know. I'm looking for this person that they keep on calling um playoff Paul George. See um, I
0: keep I
1: keep I keep looking for him. Have you seen him?
0: <laughs>
1: I haven't seen him.
0: He um, might be top, top he he might be top of the list of most slandered player in the league. Like
1: I, I think he's a great player. I just need to see it in the postseason. Now I'ma give you, I'm gonna give him a mulligan for what happened in the bubble. I get it. Like that's real. But yeah. But prior to that, I'm like, sir, mm, I, I'm looking for you, bro. I don't, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. So I'm just like, for me, I really think that of the two teams that they had to draw, either the Lakers or the Clippers, I think they have a better shot against the Clippers. Um, that's barring barring if we if 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 the Lakers are full strength.
0: Yeah, that's and that's
1: a um, and that's and, that, and that's the tough part. I'm just like, I really feel. I don't think the Lakers are vulnerable, but I think they're going to have to really dig deep, and like LeBron, going to have to really put people on his back, and he's really have to go. He's going to have to go pull out and just ball out for real, for real.
0: So I'm going to ask you: Are you a LeBron? Are you a LeBron fan or LeBron hater? Like, what? Which part? Are you kind of in between?
1: Um, I'm kind of in between. I mean, I'm the thing is, I under, I feel like if you had a because here, here's here's the conversation between like the, the, the children right the children are like lebron or kobe right right if you if you make me put a gun to my head i'm gonna say lebron and this mm-hmm. is why lebron can defend all five positions all of them and as far as i'm concerned one of the, the i remember lebron when he first made his debut in the nba one of the first things i noticed about him it was a fast break and instead of him he was literally by himself and he literally could have dunked the ball but somebody else was on the wing with him and instead he made the proper basketball play and he made a pass mm-hmm. now this is why I was like he's not michael he's magic he's magic with a with a with a with a freakishly athletic body that's crazy talent and so for me I feel like you know if I had to pick who I would start a team with I would start a team with LeBron because I feel like LeBron is a all-around smart basketball player and I know I can get him to defend all five positions that's crazy that doesn't happen very often
0: so I just wanted to I just want to let you know now I'm going to clip this and I'm going to put this out just to anger my Kobe fan friends so you are doing the Lord's work tonight you're doing the Lord's work tonight I just i just like to poke them because they 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 act as if kobe could do no wrong and that is blasphemous to take any player including for some people including michael did you see
1: but you know what the problem is this if since everyone was at home at least supposed to be at home on lockdown last year that means everybody watched the last dance that's book chapter verse (laughs) benediction you got it from the source you got it like kobe literally said in the Last Dance, who he got his style from, who he got his dog from? Don't even talk to me about it. Don't come see me. Don't come argue with me about it.
0: Hey, that's a clip. That's like that's like about a nice little minute thirty clip right there. I mean, again, no offense, no offense to the Kobe stands out there, but I, I'll say this about Kobe, and then we can we can actually transition to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I understand why. Like he, like I think, and I'm pretty sure you heard people say that for this generation he's there he is there jordan mm-hmm. right and i think the thing for me is that you know people of our generation we carry that torch for jordan right like we're the ones who's who is upholding his legacy kobe has people of our age he's got the generation above us he's got the generation beneath us and then even some of that that up and coming generation so i mean he has got a legion whereas like it still boggles my mind to hear people say, yeah, I never watched Jordan play. Like the first time, like you want to talk about feeling old. So, you know, it's like, you see, you see, you see kids, little kids, you babysat, or you might've held them as kids. You see them grow up and they start to have families that didn't really age me. But when I heard somebody say, yeah, I didn't see Michael play. And I'm just like, fam, like I'm really, I'm done out here. Like I'm washed. Like to think that, People don't, people don't have never seen the greatness of Michael Jordan live and in person to know that real, And it's, that's a lot for me.
1: And I think the thing that also I need to make sure I understand, make people understand is that, look, I like Kobe Bryant. I did, like, I think that he is definitely one of the best players I have ever seen in my lifetime. With that being said, Michael Jordan was an institution and not only was he an institution but let me tell you something i remember michael having to go through those piston teams Fast. He, he did he didn't come in this thing with the as the heir apparent to anyone he came out of nowhere and he had to get knocked down a few times by bill and john sally <laughs> and them bad boys he had to he had to go through somebody and that's the thing i miss about old nba is that people had to you had to take your lumps to ascend you had to go through somebody to get there and michael was no different and i mean the thing is he not only that he had to deal with the hand checking the types of defenses and he still played defense not only was he just a prolific scorer he would lock you down yep i don't and i mean we now have the tape and like you know like tony baker says as we look at the tape <laughs> good people as we look at the tape right. the man the man is just I, I he's without reproach and I'm not saying that like he didn't have bad games he did have bad games I'm not gonna sit here and say and put him like in this uh level of like mysticism like make him a deity
0: yep. but
1: <sighs> Michael Jordan is the standard he is the standard and I'm not gonna put anybody above that period period I, and, I, and I know and I know it because I saw it
0: for my own for my own two eyes and that's and again that's the that's the determining factor right like that's the big thing is like shout out to 83 like 83 is like really big on (laughs) at least once a week a Jordan clip will will be retweeted from him and going he's the go i don't want to talk about period end of discussion there's nothing else to talk about some crazy stat will be mentioned or some crazy highlight package will be shown and it's yeah yeah like so i i'll say this for me though when it comes to the greats, when it comes to the greatest of all time, I I view the greatest of all time as like a living residence, and so like you know you have people on the bottom floor, you have the penthouse suite at the top floor. For me, that penthouse suite is shared by three people. Let me, let me, let me get the, get the three in there. You got Kareem. Bex. you got LeBron. Okay. And you got Jordan. And Jordan has the master suite.
1: You know, I like I mean? that. Way. Yeah, I get that. I get so that.
0: That's how I view because I think again it's really hard to to talk about the greatest of all time, especially when we haven't like I caught the tail end of Kareem and I have video to watch the majority of his career. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but like a guy that I personally stand for is Elgin Baylor. There's not a lot of tape on Elgin Baylor, but like when you look at how dominant so i've heard people talk about in terms of leapers he was one of the original high flyers he was one of the first people to have hang time um mm-hmm. like he had this turnaround turnaround jump shot that he would do and he would just hang in the air and just get his shot off where he would go to the basket and he would hang in the air and so when you look at like sometimes you look at a scoring record and you'll see he's the you no know, daniel little is the first player since michael jordan elgin baylor and it's like you is you kind of gloss over it because you yeah, didn't he's see forgotten,
1: it. yeah, he's right. forgotten, right? Yeah.
0: And because there's no video, and so for me, he's a guy I personally advocated for to be like, yo, he might be top ten, just because of the era he played in and how dominant he was. Now, the fact that he didn't really win any rings is held against him, yeah, because he kept bumping up against the Celtics. And the year that the Lakers finally broke through and won a ring, he retired, I think, after nine games because of yeah. knee surgery. Yeah, you no. Know, so what happens if? if knee surgery had been like today's knee surgery where we're coming back from an ACL is not seen as a career ending injury where it was back in his day. So again, like, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree. Like it's just, we saw greatness. We witnessed greatness and Mm -hmm. it's something that we we cannot deny. Um, But y'all let us know what y'all think, man. What y'all think about the Phoenix Suns? Can the Phoenix Suns make it? Are they just another cute story like the Utah Jazz? and we're just it's just we're going to get Lakers versus Clippers, Clippers versus Jazz, I guess. I just I don't see. I All I this jazz, all
1: this Jazz hate is so hilarious. My man. bad. My
0: bad. All right. <laughs> but let's stay out west. Let's jump into the the Lakers situation right now. Anthony Davis has been out now for several weeks. The reports saying out that he's going to be out at least maybe another 2 to 3, maybe longer. Um so I wanted to get your thoughts on the Lakers and can they can they maintain a top four seed? Right now, they're the three seed in the West. Um, can they maintain that top four seed if Anthony Davis is out another month and a half or maybe the rest of the regular season?
1: I'm going to say by the skin of their teeth that they mm-hmm. hang on in the top. And they I, I think that they will hang on to the three seed, maybe even get two. Um, I just don't see – I don't see them being – the mm-hmm. ultimate end-all be-all buzzsaw that they've been without AD. Because, I mean, just being honest, like, you know, look, we of a certain age, I mean, I'm, I'm a couple months from Florida. Now, LeBron's 36. He's a basketball 36. And he's played in Olympics. He's played in playoff games. He's been deep into the playoffs. We're coming off of a short season and short off season them legs are going to be tired and that's just i don't i don't get i don't care how many you know uh (laughs) i don't care how many treatments you get i don't care what kind of i don't care if you do the tb12 diet i don't care (laughs) brother them legs are going to be tired somebody else is going to have to come and step up and i don't know if that's going to be somebody that is like i the, the thing is i have a hard time sometimes even remembering who all is on the lakers squad outside of lebron and ah. ad i really do also a kyle kuzma okay maybe but it's yep, just like yep, yep. But, I, but he's kind of like i mean it would take him to be like kind of play out of his mind which i don't think he's really capable of he has to show it to he has to show and prove i don't really just go both based off the fact that okay He's Kyle Kuzma. No, Kyle Kuzma needs to prove it because, I mean, he's been a little bit of a liability at times during the playoffs especially. So I think that it's going to take those role players. Somebody's going to have to step up in a major way to kind of come out of nowhere, to kind of solidify and be like a a trusted person because LeBron's got to trust you with the ball. And I don't know if he trusts anybody the way he trusts AD right now. That's the problem. That's what we're going to figure out from here going into the playoffs after this All-Star break. Who can LeBron trust in AD's absence for however long that's gonna be? And that's gonna tell us whether or not they're gonna hold on to this top to stay in the top four. I don't think they slip beyond four, but they're gonna to have to hold on for dear life, because I'm telling you, like right now, where the standings are, I, I really like my 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 heart, my west coast heart, my western conference heart is really with the with the Portland Trailblazers. I would love to see Dane. I think Dame is a dog. I respect him so much, and I really would love to see them put it together and go deep into the playoffs and really, really make a run at it. I don't know if it's going to happen, but if it's a time to do it, it's a time to catch the, catch the king while he's vulnerable. Hmm. That's the, I really feel like they could be some they could be a team that if they can put it together, everybody put it together and everybody stay healthy that they can do something. I would love to see the Portland Trail Blazers do something.
0: <laughs> Man, I, I would too. I just feel like they're,
1: I they're feel too in like on Dame. That's why I feel that they are. Yeah,
0: And I feel like they've been, they're so banged up, you know, mm-hmm. they've, they've been, they've missed nurse Nerk- for a while. My guy, uh CJ, who I like to call a walking bucket, Um, you know, he's missed time. And I just don't know defensively. If they're once you get in the playoffs, right. And people can, schedule for your your strengths and your weaknesses and really break you down are they gonna have enough defense they're gonna get buckets that's not a right. problem i don't i'm not a concern about that but can they get the stops and i just that's I why yeah. yeah and i and much re, and let me say this too while we're talking about it much respect to damian lillard and um bradley bill you know bradley bill like so much i don't know i don't know if jordan is to blame for this i don't know if we're to blame for this but so much of basketball is consumed about, and sports in general, did you win a chip, right? So much of your career is defined by winning a championship. And it is highly likely that Damian Lillard is never going to win a championship because the West stays stacked and it stays deep, mm-hmm. you know? And the fact that he is going to be willing to spend the prim- at least the prime of his career, grinding it out in Portland where it's not a destination city, you're not going to be able to attract major free agents right so they're i unless they draft it there won't be a big three important mm-hmm. and granted right. mellow i mean mellow shout out to mellow he's two point like, let's say they're 2.53 out of three right now you right know right, so? right but i mean him and bradley bill like bradley bill's name have come, has come up in lots of uh and lots of talk about being traded and he has uh i mean he's shut it down he's like i want to stay in washington like i want to stay here so much respect to to dame like i said like you said he got it out the mud he got yeah. it out the mud he's a like you say he's a dog he grinds it out and it may not lead to a championship but he will have at least for the city of portland and for diehard fans who aren't all about well he went to chip so he wasn't important like he's going to be someone who's going to be remembered finally for kind of like you talked about that old school that 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 you know w- where you didn't have free a- as much free agent movement as yeah. we do now. You know, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, much
1: and, much yeah and one of the thing the, the thing that I really appreciate about like people like you know like Bradley Bill like Damian Lillard, like Jimmy Butler yeah. is like, look, I don't want to join you. I want to kill you. I want to. Right. I I don't I don't want to align with you. I want to beat the man. I don't want to be a I don't want to be a sidekick to the man. I want to beat the man. And that's something that is kind of missing, unfortunately. And I mean, I understand that players have their agency to do what they want and do what's best for them. And I know it's more than just X's and O's in sports now. I know it's about other things in business and all that type of stuff and setting yourself up. I get that. But if we're talking strictly on the strength of the game, I don't want to be aligned with you. I want to be you. <laughs> that's the competitive nature of why we do this thing called sports if we're yep. really about it like no I want to pick up this ball and say like, it's gonna be me and you I'm gonna beat you that's what I want to do so yeah. I, yeah and that's why I appreciate players like that it's very refreshing because we don't see it that much anymore
0: man shout out I I, one day I'm going to get this right you know with with this podcast and getting the comments from my personal Facebook page to show up in the in the section shout out to the homie Brent who's watching uh, shout out to the homie Big Loaves um I didn't hopefully I didn't I didn't say anything bad about Mello. I kept it I I'll say that I'll say this about Melo. I was wrong about. I thought he was washed. I thought he was done and he was able he's proved me wrong. Right? It's not prime Mello but he had he still has something in the tank and he still can be a good contributor to a deep, to a good team. So, lows that's my that is my I don't know what the word I'm looking for that is me paying you my respect. you didn't say
1: anything bad i mean you didn't see you didn't say nothing about the isos yeah, i mean look that mr iso
0: that's what he, i called him he is what he is at the, with that you know what i'm saying it's just like you talk about drake and emo music it is what it is you know what you are getting you know what i'm saying either and either you love it and appreciate it or you just like i'm good <laughs> and so shout out the mellow shout out the iso mellow man um so Let's jump into so I, I want to get your predictions and we need to get into the NCAA, uh, not NCAA, but NFL. Um your predict. let's just say Western this fight, uh the the conference finals for both both sides. We really didn't talk about the East. Ooh. Who do you got conference finals for both uh both conferences?
1: Um right now, i let me I have to dig into my phone because I have to look and see because I know like I'm gonna say that right now for the Eastern Conference Final, I do have the Nets. Only because I feel like in this particular time with this, they're in the perfect storm where they literally they don't play any defense, but their offense is just so potent Fine. that they can pretty much outrun anybody. And I feel like we're in a really weird time with the season and how conditioning is gonna be, it's gonna really come down to who's conditioned the best because it's gonna be like look, it's going it's not gonna be nice. So I got let me see here playoff standings. So, I'm gonna go with standings for the Eastern Conference. If you so, can look them up real quick. Yep,
0: 76ers are in first place. 76ers, okay. Nets, Bucks, Heat, Hornets. That's the top five.
1: Ooh, okay. So, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it chalked in. I'm gonna go ahead and say 76ers, Nets. Um, even though my dark horse, <laughs> depending, my dark horse would be. I ain't gonna lie. I like the Hornets. I do. Mm.
0: Hey, (laughs) listen,
1: Lamelo is
0: mad fun to watch. He's
1: gonna be a problem. He is going to be a problem. Just watch. And if they get Lonzo, because there's a chance that they might get Lonzo too.
0: Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't don't, know how I feel about that. Well,
1: the reason why I say that is because honestly, depending on the situation, they're gonna have to. Well, the way I feel about it is Lamelo doesn't have playing time right now. Mm -hmm. He's he's getting off the bench. I feel like if they get Lonzo, it's almost like a, a bargaining chip. Like you are gonna have to play Melo. You're gonna to have to. I
0: don't. I don't know. Shout out to Levar. I just don't want their daddy all up in the mix, man. Like I don't I don't, I don't. I don't.
1: I don't think Michael Jordan will allow it.
0: I don't know if you can stop Levar. I think that that's that's like irresistible force, a movable object. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like Levar gonna do Levar no matter. I. Don't, I mean, look, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't stand down when Trump got up in his face. He he didn't stand down the magic. Like he. Well, I guess he kind of deferred the magic a little bit, but I mean, he just gonna he gonna do his thing no matter what. He's going to do him.
1: All right, all right. So I'm I'm gonna say that it's still gonna be 76ers and still gonna be Nets in the West. In the West, I think that I'm gonna go with. Obviously, I'm gonna go with the Lakers. I'm gonna say Lakers. Um. Mm. I don't like going chalk here but it's so hard to figure out like I just don't see any other way it's going to go except for like I mean the Clippers are the only team that I feel like is going to be a liability. I feel like I feel like the, the Clippers could go out. I'm going to say I'm going to say Clippers but I'm gonna put a I'm I'm penciling them in. I'm not putting them in ink. I think that they could go out easy.
0: I respect Very that. easy. Okay. <laughs> so I agree with you, Eastern Conference. Because you have, no, actually no, I don't. I take the back. I'm going chalk. I am. I'm going to go 76ers. Oh man,
1: Embiid.
0: The, the, the Nets. Well, I, oh, the Nets. Are, I mean, that's in pen. That you put that in pen, permanent right. marker, whatever. Okay. You put, what, yeah, that's yeah. stay there. I think. I think. Depending on how Embiid comes back from the knee injury, I'm going to go. I'm going to say 76ers. I'm going to say 76ers. Nets, Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And for all the slander that I have for them, I'm going to take the Jazz and the Lakers.
1: I agree with you. I agree with you. If I had to, like I said, I was, I felt like if Clippers go out early, mm-hmm. it would be the Jazz to put them out if the if the seating goes up according, or it could be a surprise Phoenix team that puts them out, and it just, it just, it just messes up the whole thing.
0: Yep. Yeah. I can I can, I can dig it. Y'all let us know what y'all think, man. Who y'all got Eastern Conference, Western Conference finals? Hit us up. IG, Twitter, Facebook, search Brains and Bars. All right. Let's jump with this free agency thing. All right. All right. Let's get into it. So we can start. We can start here in the hometown. We can start here in Kansas City. The Chiefs um, have made some moves on the offensive line. They went and got Joe Tooney from the New England Patriots. And then today it was just announced a couple hours ago that they signed Kyle Long. Um, who is a guard? He retired. Um, he says he's gotten himself back in shape and he's ready to contribute again. So, I mean, obviously, that since the Super Bowl, that's been all the talk about offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. So, are we, once again, now that they've made some additions, they get the good doctor, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, back next year. So, they have filled three of the five spots on their offensive line and maybe Lucas Niang at offensive tackle.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so,
0: are we, are we with this rebuilt offensive line? Is it just is just going to be okay? Pencil the Chiefs back into another. I don't want to say Super Bowl because anything can happen, but at least are we talking about another AFC title game trip with this rebuilt offensive line?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, and I and I wouldn't and even even though I'm a completely died in the wool, you know, red and gold Chiefs fan. I understand. I don't see the world through red and gold glasses either. That that offensive line was decimated, and really was playing MacGyver like with you know scotch tape, and
0: and, and, and
1: and you know throughout the entire season they were playing with fire. So I think that with with LDT coming back, with Yang being the left tackle, which I really have high hopes for him. I think that he can definitely be coached up and get developed. I really believe he can do well. Um, I knew that. Eric Fisher and, um, and Mitchell Swartz were just it, – it just wasn't worth it for the cap. They were not worth it for that type of – for that. They, were, they weren't worth it for that type of money. So the fact that they were able to get Kyle Long, I'm really happy about Tony. Really happy about Tony because he can play three different positions. He can play center. He can play guard. If we need to throw him on the tackle, we can. And he is Mr. Iron Man. He has not missed a snap. Haven't had that in a very long time, not since the days of possibly like I don't know trent green where people were just literally the office line was just completely teflon and nobody missed snaps like that like will shields we haven't had that in a very long time so i'm very happy with that that also goes well for one young i call him 25 lighters clive edwards hilaire <laughs> <laughs> 25 lighters yes on my dress yes, yes sir, sir. <laughs> so like so, literally, I feel like this is going to bode well for him as well, and it's it's going to obviously take pot pressure off of Patrick because of being, you know, he was running wild throughout that entire Super Bowl. Man. But, um, I mean, it wasn't – it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. But, I mean, you know, I, I saw it coming the moment that we saw Eric Fisher go down. I was like, this is not going to be good, just yep. because I knew what Tampa had on that defensive line. But now that they've kind of rebuilt this, And we'll have a proper offseason so people will be able to gel, too. That's going to be even better. So I do look forward to a revamp offensive line. Um, I do think there's still questions on the defensive side uh, that do need to be answered. So, I mean, I would say on the offense, we're good. Um, Defense, we got to answer some questions.
0: So I'm going to make you the GM, right? So now that you've addressed the offensive line, assuming I'm assuming they're going to add more depth to the draft, you talked about the defense. I'm going to make you. I'm I'm going to make you Angela Veach. <laughs> what are you? What are you? What moves are you making to address that that defense uh, defensive side of the ball?
1: Uh, we need to get another pass rusher opposite Frank Clark. Because at this point, Chris Jones, I know that his stats don't show, but he was doing a lot to affect and wreak havoc on the interior that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. So I understand that a lot of people had issues with Chris Jones in terms of what didn't look like he was showing up, but he actually was causing a lot of disruption. But Frank Clark can only do so much. And really, if I'm an offensive coordinator – I mean, all I got to do is basically pancake him and take him out, and you and you're taken care of. We need somebody else on the on the book end on the other side, so that way we can go ahead and take care of it. Also, we need to address corner. Mm-hmm. Um, that there there are some issues at, 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 in the secondary that I feel that need to be taken care of. Um, we have a young secondary; they can be coached up. Um, but I would love to see us try to get somebody in there that potentially could maybe provide a veteran leadership as, along with Tyron Lu uh, to kind of shore up that 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 those sides of the ball as far as like the opposite sides of the field. Because as it stands right now, there were a few times where there was some lackadaisical moments. Um, back to the offense. So I do. Will, I will say this: McCole Hartman if this is your make or break year, sir mccall hardman this is your make or break year i mean you are a phenomenal talent however there were some mental lapses in there sir that need to be addressed and it like you had this is what now we're going into year four
0: yeah no yeah this so, is four. This year,
1: like we're going to year four so okay. sir like this is make or break time because we got speed you can be cut
0: and I do think that they're going to they're going to address wide receiver in in the draft I think it's it's not as deep as last year's but it is a really good draft to find to find some depth and I'm wrong you were right you he's going into year three he's going into year three Mm mm-hmm so so yeah he's got to show us something so before i jump into the other kind of big story were there any other free agency things that you saw that caught your attention
1: um go ahead and give me the full screen all
0: right all right oh she she said the full screen she okay okay my do your thing the floor is yours
1: to my friends in chicagoland (laughs) i'd like to provide thoughts and prayers condolences And um, just, my heart goes out to you. Um, Not only did your GM manage to pass up on two potential generational talents in Patrick Mahomes II and Deshaun Watson, but they managed to find a way to promise you Russell Wilson and then provide you with Andy Dalton Uh, I think Colin Cowherd said it best (laughs) like literally telling your kids hey we going to Hawaii we taking a trip to Hawaii and then next thing you know oh we ain't going to Hawaii we just going to grandma's house (laughs) Andy Dalton is not a bad quarterback he's serviceable but we're talking about a comparison to Russell Wilson and I really feel that your GM should be taken to the woodshed. Matt Nagy should be fired as well, because I'm sorry, sir, you don't have Patrick Mahomes, you have Mitchell Trubisky, but you still need to coach him up. And I think you have done him a disservice by not coaching him up. So I don't know what's going on in Chicago, but um, somebody go and, and, and pray for Spice Adams um (laughs) somebody go and check on like my people's on you know i know y'all know who y'all are y'all i see your bear down hashtags oh man i see them y'all know who y'all are but i'ma pray for y'all i understand what it was like to have a GM that was just making no kind of sense in football decisions y'all need to go ahead and collaborate mobilize and get that dude up out the paint. That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like after that, you should have had the, the voiceover and said, for 10 cents a day,
1: In you the can sponsor. The <laughs> <age."> <laughs> I promise you. When I saw Andy Dalton I said, Oh man. Andy Dalton?
0: Yeah, mediocre. Mediocre.
1: I might as well got Josh McCown. What was that? What was that's, that? Yeah,
0: you, you hit the nail on the head, especially when you were saying all the reports about them going all out for for Russ and going to make an offer, and yeah, you can't you can't do that and then come back. That's like that's like saying I'm a, uh, to make another analogy. That's like saying hey, I'm, I'm about to get them Jays for you, babe. I, son. I got you. I got the Jays, and then you come back with like some you know some pro wings. You know what I'm saying? You just like I
1: can't go to school with this. I asked I her for my I, boys. I was getting the cheese I asked her for Adidas, and she bought me Zips. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what is that? Like, Man. I'm sorry, you don't don't you don't do that. You don't get no off-brand, always save quarterback. We was talking about getting top of the line. No, uh-uh. yeah. I, yeah, that that's that's tough. That
0: is tough. <laughs> uh, facts facts so the other kind of big free agent story for me that stood out um shout out to bill belichick i feel like bill belichick heard y'all talking bad on his name (laughs) and bill belichick he got a STEMI, he got a small business loan from the government and he went to robert craft and said i'm about to go get some free agents he said well how many all of them all of them All, all i want them all like, let me, let me run down the list real quick. So, in the first two days, he signed Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver. Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver. Devon Godshow, defensive tackle. Hunter Henry, tied in. Matt Judon, linebacker. Jalen Mills, cornerback. John New Smith, tied My man said that I'm We – you're not about to talk bad about me no more. And if you want – he he basically got on his show tonight and said, listen, if you don't want to have a coach who all up in the video – they talking about he a genius. He wearing Kangol hats. Come to Foxborough.
1: You know what I'm Ooh, saying? I, I feel wow. like that's wow. like what Bill Belichick was on. Listen, when he got Johnu Smith and, and Hunter Henry, I was like, oh, we trying to do Gronk Anderson Her- Aaron Hernandez point. What was this like what the, the third iteration of the double tight end? Yeah. I'm like, I was though like it was Judon, Hunter Henry. And Jonu Smith for me, those three for me. I was like, oh boy. Now I, we, I don't feel any particular about about Aguilar because we all know the history that the Patriots have had with wide receivers. They can't draft one, and they can't seem to get one in free agency outside of Randy Moss. Fact that was that was a, that Randy Moss. I'm beginning to believe was just one of those. Oh, the sun shined on the dogs behind one day. It happened, and I mean, I don't know how good they will be because we still need to see how cam is we you know cam is only on a one-year contract but they gotta be better and we also got people coming back from from COVID. you know because my hightower is coming back um who else is coming back like uh
0: patrick chung Patrick patrick chung is coming back
1: yeah so patriots you know they look they, 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 you know, uh, what, what's the phrase? You know, uh, news of my demise has been greatly exaggerated. Right. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And so I, I
0: do hope, I do, my apologies, excuse me. No,
1: I, do,
0: I do hope that Cam Newton can come back and give us some of 2015 Cam. Obviously mm-hmm. those days are far behind him, but it hurt my heart as someone who roots for Cam, who enjoys watching him play, to see him struggle like he did. Um, yeah. and so you know, I, I hope he can come back, be a dope, be it be 70 to 80 percent of what he was, and that's enough to get them into the playoffs, especially with that seven seed. I think they finished seven and nine this yeah. past year. So, I mean, they were right there, they were close. Gr- granted, they would have needed to get the 10 wins, but they lost a couple of close games. Um, that came down to the wire. So, if Cam can come back and be, and I think, like you said, shout out to the two tight end sets. Cam, I think struggles throwing the ball to the sidelines. You give him those tight ends with that read option. You can hit him down the seam. You know, give him some quick outs and stuff like that. Like I think he is given. There's no excuses for Cam. Last not year, at all. you can make the excuse of who is he throwing to? The defense is not any good. Bill Belichick said, "Nah, no, no excuses. It's all. Right. It's, I'm giving you the pieces. It's on you to make this thing happen." And I think exactly. they can be a fringe playoff team with those yes. improvements.
1: Yeah, they could they could definitely like with the NFL, I mean, especially with the playoffs. I mean, obviously it's a one, it's a it's a do or die, win or go home. So you never know how it's gonna fall. I mean, all you got you're basically playing to get in the tournament. You are as as Bill Parcells would used to say, we're just trying to get into the tournament. And once you get in there, anything can happen. So I do not count out the Patriots. I do not count out Bill Belichick. As much as I can't stand that man, I respect that man and I know that man. <laughs> He will definitely find a way, and don't let him find a way. He will exploit it, and you will be sitting going home talking about what the heck just happened.
0: <laughs> yep. So I want to. I want. So we're we're a little bit over time. So if anything else on free agency you want to add before we before we just briefly touch on the NCAA tournament.
1: Um, I think that's pretty much it. Those are like the biggest things I wanted to touch on for sure.
0: Bet. Bet. Okay. So real quick. So y'all let us know what y'all think about bill belichick you know stemmy hit his bank account and him going crazy in free agency um and also what do you think about the chiefs moves kansas city let us know what's up and any other things that you found interesting about uh, about free agency thus far hit us up facebook twitter and ig at brains and Bar. so i think we both talked about it neither one of us have followed college basketball to the, in the ways that we might have in the past so i just want to jump to this do you have Gonzaga winning at all?
1: No, I don't. Um, I don't trust Gonzaga. Um, I've been there too many times with Gonzaga, um, and I don't. I need. They need to show me. I just. I know they're. I know they are undefeated. I still don't trust it. <laughs> I still don't trust them. Okay. My. I'm. I'm thinking that the. I'm. What I believe wholeheartedly is that the NCAA champion is coming out of the Big Ten.
0: Ooh. okay so, so you got I, Illinois yeah. Iowa
1: I got I, I think at least either I think Illinois or Michigan could make noise I really do um, I really believe in them uh, don't sleep on Baylor either I know that they are you know don't sleep on Baylor but I really do believe that you know they, 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 they could be that deal, and I will definitely be rooting for you. I will be rooting hardly for Michigan once UNC is out of the tournament.
0: <laughs> so, well, come, come, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, Tom. We're running late on time. My son likes to make his weekly appearance. Go ahead.
1: Uh, my tooth. All
0: right, thank you. Ah, I appreciate. Oh wow, I well, will have to check on that when We get done.
1: I got- i tried to eat some of candy but it I, was it too just, hard it, it got ripped
0: out all right well i'll have your mom look at that and i'll come check on in a second thank you i need
1: to stay in my bed all right the two fairy can come
0: all right thanks i appreciate I it money. and that was ethan ladies and gentlemen
1: <laughs> dad go dad life hashtag dad life <laughs> man
0: thank you buddy i appreciate it all right so I have no idea what we were saying. Oh, I don't trust Baylor. You don't trust Gonzaga. I don't trust Baylor. No offense to Scott Drew. I just don't think that. I think time and time again, his teams let us down. And if Carolina can beat Wisconsin, I might go with Carolina for the upset on Baylor because they struggle with size. And Carolina has size in bunches. So
1: I will never, ever, like, look, if they find a way to upset everybody, make it to this deck and pull this thing out, mess around and win a chip, I'll be the happiest person alive. Wouldn't have saw it coming, but I'll be like, I do it all along.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am going to pick Gonzaga to win the whole thing because I think Gonzaga I watched them play at least three or four late. I watched them late in the season play. And they were, I, honestly it reminds me of a really good Carolina team. They have good size, they have a point guard that again Jalen Suggs knows how to get his, his shot within the floor of the offense. It's a really good offense, and when they're operating at a at a good efficiency, they're one of the best teams in the nation and they can defend. Um, so I just think that because of their the coaching, Mark is one of the best coaches in the country. Because of their experience as a junior, senior laden team. I just think that they are going to I forget, I forget what how many teams have gone undefeated. It's maybe four or five. They'll be the right. next to place their name in the pantheon of undefeated national champions. So that's who I got. I got Gonzaga winning it all.
1: Yeah, I mean if they do, I wouldn't be surprised. I just need to see, I just need to see them do it because we've seen good Gonzaga teams before, and they find a way to just do what Gonzaga has known been known to do. So if they do win, salute to them. However, big ten.
0: Hey, Illinois, uh, Illinois and Iowa, especially Illinois, that's a really good basket. They're, I mean, they they are again. They got size, Kofi Coburn. Um I cannot pronu- I'm going to mispronounce his name, but it's IU, the I maybe, I don't know. I don't I know it's IU, IU. I think it's IU, but
1: That that boy. <laughs> Number that
0: boy. 11. Number 11. He's really good. That boy good. That boy. Good. <laughs> um but yeah, so I would I'm not mad at that either. I think I am not mad at a Big Ten team winning at all. But before we get out of here, I want to say one thing. We have a bars and brackets challenge going on right now. Um, if you are on Facebook, if you go follow the It's in Black, Brains, it's a Black and White thing, excuse me, Facebook fan page or on Twitter, if you go and follow the At Brains and Bars Twitter handle, sign up for the, the challenge. It's free to sign up. You get one bracket. You do not get 50 11 brackets. You get one bracket. The winner of that challenge wins whoever has the best score at the end of the tournament wins one hundred and fifty dollar winner take all cash prize from the crew so again go ahead get yourself follow us on facebook it's a black and white thing on twitter at brands and bars sign up for the bracket challenge i've reposted it several times i'll post it to the twitter page um, as part of you know my pin tweet so you can go and see it go there sign up you can win 150 bucks on us so um angela i want to thank you for coming through this would not be the last time i've thoroughly enjoyed it and you know i get it you know we had a little bit of friction on the football and the Chiefs and the Niners, but we we found common ground with the Carolina with the Carolina team. So yeah,
1: you redeemed yourself rather quickly because I'm like that Niners thing is kind of gross, but you know, uh, it's fine. It's fine, you know. That's, um, you know, yeah,
0: you know, you know, opposites attract. All right, so <laughs> so um, if there is there anything that you would like to promote, any hat and no, I'm say hashtags, any social media, any causes, anything you want to highlight.
1: Um, I'm just really out here just being a black woman, just trying to survive uh, this, this panini, this, this, uh, this panoramic.
0: <laughs> panini.
1: <laughs> um, so honestly, you know, if you can find me anywhere, you can find me out here on the IG streets. Um, I am at No People Pleasing, uh, which is N-O-P-P-L-Z underscore. No People Pleasing. And you can find me, of course, on the Facebooks Angela Gray, G-R-E-Y. And uh, you know, we could chat. I'm not gonna argue with you about Kobe though. That's just a non-starter. So
0: <laughs> facts. Facts. Kobe stands stay out of her mentions. Stay out oh, of her mentions.
1: I do not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs>
0: Yo, well, once again, thank you for being on. I know I, the title had Erica. Erica had some technical difficulties. She could not make it, but shout out to her. We will definitely link up when we can have her on um, at a later date. Um, once again, let me get the closing tag out. It's been a black and white thing. You can go, once again, you can follow us on IG, Twitter, Facebook, at Brands and Bars. Um, you can check out every episode of the podcast By searching Brains and Bars Whether it be YouTube or the podcast app of your choice Please rate, review, subscribe Give us five five stars Like and share the broadcast, please um, And yeah, until next time Man, we'll see y'all So we appreciate y'all tuning in Everybody out there in the comments One day I'm going to get my life together And get this comment section thing right Shout out to y'all in the comments We appreciate y'all And then we'll see y'all next week, man Take it easy out there